Inspiration now in session. Inspire guys, My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. You ever, like, get yourself into something and you be like, what is wrong with you? Y'all need to know this about me. I have a lot of moments throughout my life where I'm like, I literally tell myself, like, oh, you crazy? Because I just won't stop challenging myself. So here's what happened. I was on vacation. And I had... A free week. Man, you ever have like a vacation and there's no vacation plan? It's just time. Like, it's just like, and you planning on like, I'm going to be lazy because I earned it because I'm on vacation. And four letters popped into my head just randomly. I don't remember now if it was the day before or it was the day of. But four letters popped in my head, and it was B-Y-O-B, be your own boss. Now, let me tell y'all why I thought this. I was chopping up, you know, audio clips for the YouTube page, Inspire God's People. If you're not following us on YouTube and you're not subscribed, please do so now. Now. Okay. 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 When you go to the page, you'll see that I chopped up a clip from actually episode one of Inspire God's People, the podcast. And I said one line in that episode, which is entitled The Lazy Superhero. It was during the What in the World segment. And I said, I asked a question to y'all, God's people. I said, would you hire you? Now, the crazy thing is I said it, but when I heard myself say it, it like it was like, oh, like, uh, that hurt. I'm saying if you had your own business and you were hiring, would you look at yourself? Now, here's the first problem with this for many of us. Many of us don't want to look at ourselves this way because let's be real, y'all. We don't judge ourselves to the same extent that we judge other people. We judge other people just by default. This is human nature. We judge other people at a much more critical rate than we do ourselves with a much more critical eye. So it's like we look at other people and we really dig down to the nitty gritty. Like, uh, this is wrong with them. Uh, this is, you know, no, you ain't get the job. You're not hired. We went with a better candidate. But could you actually look at yourself and say that I am the best person to be the CEO of my life? Like if you were hiring a life CEO, and you judged yourself like with unbiased, objectively the same way you judge other people, would you look at yourself and say, yep, this is the man or woman for the job? And so I had an epiphany, BYOB. I challenged myself and I said, for this vacation, I want you 
to be your own boss. Now, what does this even mean? Like, what am I talking about? What's wrong with you, Jay? Why are you on vacation talking about work? Because I realized something. A lot of us give ourselves credit because we go to work every day. Well, whoop-dee-doo, Jermaine. You went to work. But you have purpose. You have other things that you need to work on. And you can't do it on company time. So if you want to get these things done, you're going to have to be your own boss. All right, y'all ain't feeling that. So let me just get into the details of this challenge to myself. I told myself to live this week of my vacation, which was three weeks ago, live that week as if I had accomplished my goals and I was to the point in life where I wanted to be. Live that week as if I was independently operating outside of a corporate structure, like I don't got no supervisor telling me what to do. I asked myself, what would you do if you made it? And so I woke up every day on my vacation and I told myself that I have to be my own boss. I made my list. Like we talk about making your list all the time. I made my list and I had everything written out that I needed to do. And that's how I went through each day. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, was, that it was easy because real life, it wasn't easy. Just being real. You wake up and you're like, well, I don't really got to get up. Go to the gym. Like, but then every time I didn't feel like doing something, I was like, this is what you would, this is what you say you would do if you didn't have to do something else. And so it's easy for me to sit up here and tell myself that, oh, if I was a millionaire, if I was independent, if I was this, this is what I would do. That's super easy to tell yourself that. But Jermaine, can you tap into the mindset now? Be your own boss. If I can only do things because other people told me to do it, then I'm a slave. I'm not really free. True freedom is when you're deciding what you're doing. And I've talked about this on this show many times about a mindset. I think the episode in particular was Millionaire Mindset. I'm not sure what number that episode was. But if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen. We need to have the millionaire mindset. This means that we need to tap into the mindset before it's our reality. Like whatever you saying you going to do whenever you get to whatever, then you need to get there before you get there. That's what I challenge myself to do. Now, I'm going to be real with you. I give myself a 70%, maybe 75. Like if I'm grading myself on how I went through that week and how I did, I did a lot of dope things. I did a lot of the things that were on my list. But one thing I noticed is that I wasn't efficient enough to the level that I would need to be at if that was really my life. Because even though I was challenging myself, the mental struggle is you're challenging yourself to do something that's not reality. What do I mean? I'm telling myself, you know, treat this week like you really made it. But unconsciously in the back of my mind, I know I really didn't. So I don't really got to do that yet. Like, that's not really my real life yet. I still have a job. But, you know, and it's just me being real. That was my first time doing that. 
And the next time I challenge myself in that way, I'm going to do better. And I'm not saying you should treat every vacation like this. However you do it, look, this is not one size fits all. I don't think life is one size fits all. And a lot of times we hear other people's story and we try to do it just like them and it don't work because that was them and whatever it may be. I'm just trying to give you a real life example. Whatever be your own boss means to you, you might not need to be on vacation to apply that principle. It might be something you can add into your daily life. So I'm just sharing how I started to incorporate it and I'm sure it will evolve and grow from here and I will challenge myself more. But I wanted to share that part with y'all. But again, I give myself 70, 75%. I didn't go about it flawlessly. I didn't. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was one day in particular, maybe the third day, second, third day, the, that Tuesday or Wednesday. And I just felt myself being sluggish. Like I was doing stuff I needed to do, but I wasn't doing it the way and at the rate I needed to do it. Do you have what it takes to be your own boss? Or are you a slave to the job title or your supervisor has to tell you what to do in order for you to do it. Some of us need supervisors and that's the reality of it. So I got three things that I, I took away from this little experiment that I want to share with y'all three thoughts or takeaways or whatever. I don't know. It's just three things that if you want to write three things down or you want to keep these at the top of your mind to kind of sum it up. This is what I took away from it. Number one, stop letting other people boss you around. I can remember, for instance, when I used to work at McDonald's when I was younger, whenever we were slow, my supervisor would come up to me and make me do busy work like, hey, go over there and sweep or go do something. What, what, what's happening here? I needed someone at 15 years old. I needed someone to boss me around because if no one was telling me what to do, I was always going to take the shortcut. I was always going to be lazy because why? I was a 15 year old kid. Some of us bring that mentality into our adult life where if we don't have someone telling us to do the right thing, then we ain't really trying to do the right thing on our own. So number one, stop letting people boss you around. Challenge yourself to be your own boss and get to the point where you tell you what to do. Number two, work with purpose. Look, y'all, the whole point of this show is to balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Part of this whole idea of getting people to look at their purpose through biblical principles and the Christian faith is for us to see as believers that our lives are much more valuable than just waking up every day and treating it like nothing, or even just waking up every day and thinking that we got to go through the cookie cutter process of, Oh, you go to school, you go to more school, then you get a job, then you work for the, then you retire. Then, listen, that works for a lot of people and that might even work for you. It might work for me. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but what I'm saying is it is a bad thing if it exists outside of purpose. We have to work with purpose in mind. So whatever you're doing, when you're driven by your purpose, you're not going to be lazy. Or if you are lazy, you know what I'm saying, or you struggle like I did, you know, through my vacation week, it's not that you might not experience laziness, but you're not going to accept laziness and you're going to try to fight beyond it and like, you know, do better. Like, you're not just going to accept like, I mean, I just do this. I make this much an hour. Th this is my problem with, you know, I know that finances matters, right? But here's my problem with 
with the financial aspect of when we include that and why we work. It's because a lot of us start seeing ourselves through the through the amount that we make, good or bad, high or low, and the title, good or bad, high or low. So what does that mean? Some of us might only work hard if someone pays us a certain amount of money. Some of us definitely ain't working hard if you don't pay us a certain amount of money. So what happens? Low finances equals low output. High finances equal high output. A low title equals low output. High title, high output. Now, if you get to the high title stage, you thinking, well, why does it matter? Like, yeah, if I'm a CEO, I'm going to work harder and blah, 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 blah. My title defines me. Well, guess what? CEOs retire. What happens? Who are you when they take your title away? Who am I when they take the, the salary or the, the hourly amount that you make that's so good or, you know, the, the bonus? Like, some of us only do stuff for that, and it's not enough. So that's number two. Work with purpose in mind. Number three on the list, don't quit your day job until you're ready. Here's what I mean by that. So many people, you know, you read a book or something or you hear a story like Steve Jobs dropped out and Bill Gates, you know, dropped out and he left his job or whatever they did. And I'm not saying that there are not some things you could take away from that, because I often use those examples when people think that school should define them or at least traditional schooling. I'm all for education, but we've also done an episode where we talked about uh, how I feel about college and just, you know, that whole situation in general. But here's my point. If I'm going to use Bill Gates as the example of why I should leave my job, am I going to consider why Bill Gates left and the effort that he put in outside of his job to be able to be comfortable enough to leave? Here's my point. A lot of us want to leave our job because we have a good idea. Or because we made one good song, now we want to be a professional star. Okay, cool. More power to you. I like your song. I like your song. Is this your song or am I wrong? It's a good song, but you ain't been grinding. You ain't been working. You haven't made any connections. You haven't really put any work behind it. You're not ready yet. And look, I'm not ready yet because it's a personal thing. It's okay not to be ready because you're patient and you're working. But don't leave your job. Like some people, hey, I only got a plan A. There is no plan B because some celebrity said that. Okay, great. That person said that when they was already worth $200 million. When they had $65 in their pocket, they didn't say that. Be careful when you're listening to someone's hero story. Like a lot of times, like if you look at Instagram, Instagram is somebody's hero story. All their pictures, all their highlights. And we'll look at someone's hero story and try to just take that and run with it without any perspective, any substance. And that's what I try to bring with this show. Some balance. I bring in balance to your life. I'm bringing balance. Yeah. So don't quit your day job just because your favorite celebrity quit when they were your age and they became worth $500 million because it's about 100,000 other people in your neighborhood, in your city, in your state. That probably quit their job and that ain't how their story ended. Be patient and live your life. Trust God. Follow God's purpose and plan for your life. 
Be your own boss. And speaking of being your own boss, it is time for you to take control of your life by subscribing to this show. Why do you want to subscribe? Because you don't want to miss any of this purpose talk. You don't want to miss any of this faith in business and getting you to where you need to go. And if you are a first time listener, oh, you got to go back. Go ahead. Go listen to episode one, The Lazy Superhero. Let episode two, whatever that's called. Epi- listen, I don't remember the names, but I know it's going to help you. And even if it don't help you, which I think it is, I know it is, but it's not going to hurt you. I can at least promise you that. And for all my faithful listeners, thank you so much for rocking with me every week. The show is growing and it's growing because you are sharing the show. Continue to post on Instagram. Continue to post on Twitter and Facebook. I appreciate every email, every person, every week that's like, yo, Jay, I love the show. And you're telling your people and you're sharing it with your cousins and your aunties. And they are listening to the show. And I thank you. And because of that, I'm going to keep giving it my all to inspire God's people. I love y'all. I love y'all. And I should add that if you are interested in trying to find us on YouTube, social media, Instagram, all of those places, just look at the links in the show's description. So as you read through, I'll put some clickable links in there where you could just click it and find it fairly easily or check me out on jwillmusic.com, J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C.com. And now is the perfect time to shout out God's people of the week, which we know, I know, is God's person of the week. But I'm just trying to stay with the theme of the show, man. Leave me alone. It's inspire God's people, not inspire God's person. So I was driving the other day. You know, I was in a high traffic area. And I'll just be real with y'all. You know, I hate traffic. And this was really my fault. One of the things I try to do you know, when I'm in traffic and stuff is going on, is I try to, like, I'm a courteous driver for the most part. You know, if you let me get into the lane, I throw my hand up to say thank you. If I almost hit you and you're a pedestrian, I roll down the window and say, my bad. You know, that's the kind of stuff I do, man. You know, even if I almost hit you, I'm going to be nice about it. I've definitely had some people look at me crazy when I apologize for that, too. Like, huh? Like, they mad at me for apologizing. Well, on this particular day, you know, I came across Road Rage Man. That's the name I gave him instantly in my mind when I saw him. This was your prototypical road rager, okay? And the crazy thing about it is I was in the wrong. And this, I don't know, maybe this will help somebody. Even if a person is wrong, sometimes you got to have a little bit of grace, So we had kind of, you know, I had kind of cut him off. But what happened was I didn't realize he was going as fast as he was. And I will be real. Like, I knew I was cutting him off. I just didn't know I was cutting him off as bad as I did. Because, again, I hate traffic. And, like, I timed it perfectly to kind of beat the traffic and, like, jump the light or whatever, you know, whatever. I did what I did. You know, I'm admitting I was wrong. But I jumped in front of this guy, and he was heated. Like, like he was super heated, so he kind of like swerved around me. And you know how someone comes like around you and next to you. And here's the thing. Like my man was going off and then he looked at me and I don't know what it was. Like, was it the angels? Like y'all tell me, am I that saved? Like, I don't know what happened, but he looked at me and everything about him changed. Now here's the crazy thing about it. 
my man looked way more about that life than I did. Like, he had the no earring, nose ring sticking out. He had the tattoo on his face. And um, I don't know what it was because when he was going off, I was trying to say, like, yo, my bad. Like, I understand you mad. But I think at first he made it, may have thought I was arguing with him, but I was literally saying sorry because I cut you off. But when he saw me, he changed, and the weirdest thing happened. When he like got in front of me and we could see each other through his rearview mirror, which is very awkward, by the way. That was a very awkward eye contact. You ever have like super awkward eye contacts, and it's just like it just don't feel right. Like, oh, why are we looking at each other, bro? But he did the weirdest thing. Like, Road Rage Man looked at me, and he put his, like, he gave me the thumbs up through the rearview mirror. Like, he just literally looked at me, did the thumbs up sign, and then I looked at him and was like, yeah, like, I gave the thumbs up. I don't know what we thumbing, thumbing up. Like, maybe we thumbing up that we not going to get out this car and beat the brakes off each other. But that's not really my style anyway. Like, we driving, bro. I done seen people driving and like just get out in traffic and just go to work on somebody i've seen it so i want to shout him out road rage man you are god's people of the week why because in the midst of a a situation where it was going to go there it was getting heightened i ain't gonna say it was gonna go there because i wasn't getting out the car it's kind of cold anyway but he saw a situation that he could have escalated and instead of escalating it he decided to give me the thumbs up now, again, I don't know what I agreed to. You know what I'm saying? It's some agreement out there that I didn't agree to. But I'm hoping it's just that, yo, we not going to hurt each other right now. I'm going to shout you out on my podcast. I will never see you again. But you are God's people of the week. It's time to get social. Let's get social. It's time to get social. Let's 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 get social. Oh, yeah. Guys, people, it's time to get social. Time to get social. Yo. So we're going to do something a little different today. There's a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a while now. I want to say it's been maybe two months ago that I came across an article talking about your social media credit score. That's right. So, you know, hey, for those of us out here you know, whether you have good credit or bad credit, we know that your credit score, which credit scores, you know, I don't like to assume people know things. So that's why sometimes I'll break down things that may seem like, oh, we're supposed to know that. But look, I don't like to do that because somebody might not know and they're never going to learn if we just act like you're supposed to know. So credit scores typically range from like 300 to, I believe, 860 you can have or eight something. Right. I don't even know. Look at that. I don't know off the top of my head. It's like from three to eight something. And if you have like, you know, mid sevens is pretty much excellent credit. Low sevens is good credit. You know what I mean? And under that, you know, just keep working. But for those of us who have been out here, you know, whether it be buying cars or houses or, you know, trying to do different things, take out loans. You understand that the impact of your credit score is a very powerful tool 
and it really impacts the quality of your life. And I am a person that strongly believes that we need to be educating ourselves on finances and just how to operate in the world system in which we live in, and, you know, because otherwise we're going to abuse it and we're going to keep losing because we don't know like how it works, because really it's like a it's like a game. It's a system. If you move this, this happens. If you do this, this happens. And what happens with so many of us is we don't know how the system works. So we continue to have bad credit, not because we're bad people, but because we're just uneducated in the area. Now to further complicate things, FICO, you know, which is one of the credit reporting agencies, they are looking to include your social media activity into determining your credit score. I want y'all to take a second to let that sink in. Social media, we talking about your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, imagine this activity now seriously impacting your life. Like imagine trying to get a car loan and you can't get a car because you've been acting crazy on Facebook. Now I have crazy mixed emotions about this and I'm going to try my best to clearly run through some of my thoughts about this social media credit score, as well as give you some facts on the topic at hand. So first and foremost, from everything that I'm reading, and I'll share, like I've read on Forbes, I've read on creditmarvel.com, and investors.com look like they may have been one of the first people to report on this but you need like a membership. So I read a little bit of the first paragraph and got up out of there because I'm not about to sign up a membership to read one article. Anyway, those are some of the sources and you can kind of Google this yourself or check out those sources. So one of the first things that I'm, you know, understanding about this from everything that I'm reading is that it looked like China is already like about to hit the green light on this in 2020. So they and China have already figured out their system or, or how to add this in. And effectively in 2020, the things you say on social media will now impact your credit score over there. And of course, they are looking to try to bring this to America. And I know we have listeners in several other countries, so I'm not 100% sure how that's going to impact you guys. But um, for those of us in the U.S., it looks like it's a serious thing, at least in serious developments. Now, first, I want to deal with, you know, why this segment exists in the first place. Let's get social. And you heard me talk about it on this show, you know, really from the early episodes, the first couple episodes I was talking about social media, uh, talk about all the time how all we want to do is argue and disagree. And I've even tried to engage people who you know, feel like they can say whatever they want on social media and they don't care, blah, blah, blah. So the first part of me is like, look, this is real life. In real life, you can't think that you're going to go out in public and do things and people are not going to want to hold it against you, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. I've said before that your social media page is like a billboard on the freeway. And, you know, so some of us are posting things that are really supposed to be private. 
Now, I understand, like, my personality and how I view things, it doesn't mean that's how you have to view it. So I'm not right now trying to push my thoughts on you. I'm just sharing my thoughts. And I've been a person, especially people who know me closely, is like, I've told family members, like, yo, like, don't post me while I'm eating. Like, we had a birthday party, and you have a camera in my face, and I'm eating a turkey leg. There's no, like, I don't want the world to see me. Oh, 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 yeah, turkey leg. Oh, yeah, turkey leg. Turkey leg. I don't want the world to see me doing that. Why? Because it's not something I would put on a billboard. And I think one of the things we have mixed up about social media is that somehow we look at it unconsciously in our mind as if we're just sharing it with a small group of people. Or if you have 200 followers, you're looking at it like, oh, I'm just sharing it with my followers. And no, all of us have screenshots in our phones. All of us have shared links to videos, whether they be funny or discrediting people or humiliating somebody falling on the ice. Just think, that person could have just been sharing it, thinking, oh, I'm going to share this with my couple friends and laugh, and you look up and five million people seeing you falling on the ice. Listen, this is real life. You can't go out and just do and say things and think that it doesn't matter. And I've said this a million times from people who just cussing and talking crazy and then go to a job interview and want to act like you got your stuff together as if people at jobs are not smart enough to literally just search your name on Facebook and figure out, hey, you know, what is it about this person? What are they talking about? Who are they? So I think authenticity is important, y'all. Like, we have to make sure that the person we're being online is literally the person that we want people to know that we are. I understand, like, it could be a little tough because that's not how social media started off. So that's the other thing we have to realize is that we have to look ourselves in the mirror and admit and accept social media has evolved. There was a point in time where Twitter was not the news. I used to be on Twitter joking all the time. Everything on Twitter was a joke for me. And it was funny and enjoyable, and it wasn't that serious. And at some point, it probably happened around politics because politicians started using Twitter in particular for their campaigns and to rally people. And then that created a lot of separation. Now, that's just my opinion and me just thinking off the top of my head. I'm not saying factually that that's what happened, but that's how I view it. Now, there's another side of me as a Christian and a believer that doesn't like this idea of officially creating, you know, metrics in a credit scoring system where the things that I say on social media will be, you know, added into that. Number one is I don't always have the popular view or opinion of this world and this agenda. And ah, I, can I can talk in this agenda. And so there's a part of me that thinks, okay, this is their way to control and create groupthink more and more and make it to where you can't disagree with the mainstream. So what do I mean? Okay, if you're pro-life, and that's not the mainstream point of view, then being pro-life and posting pro-life things on social media, we can now officially hold that against you because we can deem that as something that, hey, we don't want to give a person a loan because they're talking. And look, you can label it extreme if you disagree with it. Like, And that's the tricky thing about all these labels is that people could just label you something and it doesn't have to really be extreme. They could just call it extreme because they disagree with you. Like, oh, 
you like chocolate ice cream and I like vanilla. You extremists. It's like, no, I just like something different than you. And then there's obviously a myriad of other serious topics like, you know, sexuality and marriage and, you know, just all the politics and, and things in this world where, especially in America, you know, it used to be about free speech. And so we used to be able to think and, and say and feel what, you know, was, you know, true to our personal beliefs. And my fear is that this is one more step in the direction of being able to control people and what they say and what they think and taking that free speech away. But yet and still, that's the reality of the world that we live in today. And it's something that we all have to be mindful of. And I wanted to talk about it on this show because I feel like, look, there's no point in acting like it's not real. You know what I'm saying? And so you could keep being out here talking crazy. And I know, you know, my opinion of crazy and your opinion of crazy is different. But I'm just saying that I guess there's, uh, there's two sides to that coin. There are some people who just get on social media and talk about all type of nonsense. And it doesn't really align with who they say they are. And ultimately, that's what I'm saying. If you're a believer and you post about things you believe in, you know, that's OK. Even if you're an atheist and you post about what you don't believe in, I think that's cool. You should have that free speech and ability. But I think the, the issue is going to be who's determining what's good and bad as it relates to my credit score. You know, can you determine tone? So when you look at my social media page and I'm joking, if you don't want to give me a loan or you want to, you know, penalize me for joking, like, are you looking at the tone or are you just saying that's a bad post? So this is like uncharted, crazy territory, y'all. This is some crazy stuff. Man, this topic is so crazy. I'll just leave my initial thoughts right there. And I'll get somebody in studio in the future, maybe a financial guru or someone that I could talk about just the whole credit restoration and that stuff. And maybe we'll kick it about this social media credit score or whatever. But I want to talk more about it. But I got too many thoughts. I'll just leave it right there. All you can take away now is that it's probably coming at some point in the future. And I see it both sides. You know, I understand both sides, but it is a little scary. If you wanted me to sum up my thoughts, this is scary. This is scary. All right, let's jump into a quick post. This had 70 likes and 89 comments. Here's the question that I posted. Is it possible to like someone in real life while not being able to stand them on Facebook? All right, I think this post is relevant to this topic from this perspective. It's starting to seem like people have multiple personalities, like people aren't really being themselves. And I'm seeing it in people I know. Like, bro, I know you in real life, sis, I know you. You acting like a whole different person over there. And so I just posed the question like, cause I noticed this with some people where it's like, you know what? This person, we don't have any problems in real life. Like we see each other and it's cool, it's calm, it's collective. But yet they always on my Facebook page all harsh and mad about everything or getting kind of smart or sort sarcastic, sort sort sarcastic. I can talk. And so that was the question I had. Like, you know what I'm saying? Is it possible? Like I can like one side of you and can't stand the other one. And so I read through a couple of the comments and then we will move on. All right. It was a whole bunch of comments. So I'm going to just scroll through some of them. Eric L. Walker says, yes. Thanks for posting this. Now I understand my feelings about you. LOL. 
You know what, Eric? I can't stand you either. Wilbert Lewis Addison Jr. Yes, it's possible, especially if they are of different political persuasion. Happens all the time. So I would agree with that. You know, kind of as I said earlier, I really think a lot of our differences on social media are centered around our political and moral views, things like that. But mostly politics kind of started all this because politics dabbles into all those personal areas. Okay, Deus Rael Lewis says, I think it's more not being able to stand what they post. I have a really good friend that I refuse to be Facebook friends with for the sake of our friendship. So this person is saying, look, it's so serious for me in order to sustain our friendship, I got to let you go on Facebook. Interesting. And then a bunch of people saying, yes, Adrian White, absolutely. Keela Brentley, yes. Drea Foss, yes. Frost, sorry. Jessica Bailey, yes, very. Half my family, I like. But social media is a whole other situation. I got to agree with that, man. Like, it's some of my family members that I'm like, yo, I wish we would have never just started being friends. So now I had this awkwardness of wanting to unfollow you and I can't. You know what I'm saying? Lamitra May says, yep, I have my work best friend blocked off of all my social media page app pages. Long, rocky story, but in the end, it works for us. So it's interesting that people are like saying they like they got friends. They do this to Roz Mitchell. Man, I guess if they're two different people. So Roz is kind of making a point at the end of the day that I feel like what it really comes down to is people are being two different people. Couple more. Lydia Thompson says yes. Jocelyn Gaskins, yes. So most people say yes at the end of the day. And I would I tend are, to agree. Guys, people, it's time for the J. Will music song of the day. When we come back, you don't want to miss the what in the world story that I got to tell you today. I got to get this off my chest. But for now, we are going to check out Path of Revelation featuring J. Will Music. That's me. If you don't know, if you're new to the show, I'm J. Will Music. You know, I'm a Christian rapper or whatever. And I featured on this song called Full Time. This is maybe back like 2014, 2013. I don't know the year. But the album is called Grace and Vanity, Path of Revelation featuring J. Will Music. Full Time. Let's go. All right, man. For real. Put in this work, man. Let's go. We're so good at networking, we no longer offend. Good businessmen don't talk wages of sin. Back for business, gonna hurt my record sales. So what? I only care what heaven's records tell. Did I live for Jesus? All that really matter. Why they talk about the riches and how the pockets matter. All about the paper chasing. That time is truly wasted to see a soldier so invested not to save it. You know how you can tell you're a slave when you live for things you can't take beyond your Grave. So my life is not my own, it belongs to him His love was proven on the cross, nailed by my sins He gave his life freely, he died just to free me He saw your face in hell, so yeah, he took that beating No time to take a break, I'm full time with my faith Salvation is my treasure, my heart is the safe All about my father's work, work, work All about my father's work, work, work All about my father's work, Working for the Lord, all about my father's business. All about my father's All about my father's work. All about my father's work. 
working for the Lord, all about my father's business. I clock in, never clock out. I'm a businessman, I'm about my father's business, man. That's why I'm at my businessman. I keep my hands to myself, keep my eyes on the prize. I got a few songs on the shelf that's gonna open some eyes. Not trying to act like I'm perfect, I'm just a rapping Steve Verbal. I fell and couldn't get up, and now I feel like Stefan. Say by my words, but I'm created to work. I'm just a Joe with a job, screaming glory to God. I'm working on this verse at work, at work. They don't know I work the word from what they heard. They don't listen too busy trying to kick it like JY, you ain't quitting. You need to be heard. Well, I am not a star, but I like to converse. So talk with me and walk with me. Just step into my office. But if you want to be hired, you're going to button your shirt. I ain't trying to say nothing that's going to get your feelings all hurt. But gangsta rap will be easy. I do this because it works. All about my father's All about my father's Working for the Lord All about my father's All about my father's All about my father's All about my father's Working for the Lord All about my father's Don't wanna sit around Getting spiritually fat Honestly, you know us Christians Got a pretty good neck For taking good naps While the enemy attacks At home watching Creflo Eating Big Macs uh, Something's gotta change Somebody's gotta work Not just talking on Sundays Go beyond a church Talking about jobs, families Yeah, even classrooms We play flag football With our faith instead of tackle Ooh, I know I got up in your space Cause I got up in my own Get out my comfort zone You got some saints who really seek the throne Praying fast and warfare When they done, they need a comb <laughs> They're not concerned about image They like, we in a game Are you playing in the scrimmage? I'm in it till I finish Yep, I'm a factor This time of season away with the slackers You just heard Full time by my homies Gabe and Matt Path of Revelation Featuring me, J. Will Music Hopefully you enjoy that song. Nah, nah. What in the world is up with restaurants that act like carryout orders ain't that important? Look, I let me try to calm down. I'm upset about this one, y'all. I got to be real with y'all. So there's this restaurant, and of course I can't say the name of it. You know what I mean? Because I'm professional. And I got to be careful because of the work that I do to ensure that I am not, you know, messing up relationships with clients or future potential clients. So I take that seriously. And, you know, so I'm going to keep it under wraps. But there's this restaurant that I frequent, you know, I like their food for the most part. And I'm just the kind of person, I'm more of a carryout dude, like sitting in a restaurant, I got tables at home. You know what I'm saying? Forks, got those at home too. Something to drink, got that at home and it didn't cost $3 a cup. You get what I'm saying? So I'm more of a carryout person. So I like to call my orders in. Now, let me say this. No lie. Every single time that Tiff calls this place, this particular location in this restaurant, she can never even get through to the carryout. And I'm talking about legit on hold for five actual minutes. 
You know time seemed way longer when you on hold, too. Somebody could put me on hold for 30 seconds. I'm like, oh, bro, like, it's like, uh, I can't handle it. Like, I'm getting anxiety and everything. Hang up the phone. Click. Click. So we always Click. joke because when she Click. calls, she Click. can't get through. It's hilarious and irritating at the same time. And typically, I just, like, you know, call right back on my phone. Like, she call, can't get through to people. They'll answer the phone sometimes, and you be like, oh, I want to leave a carryout. They're like, oh, let me transfer you. First of all, I already pushed four for carryout. That's the number one irritating thing to me. Why are you making me push four and you not connecting me to the carryout people? Like, I just, these are things I don't understand in life. Just, just don't make me push four, and maybe I'm in a better mood today. So I'm at the mall, and I got a taste for this meal. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Because I don't really want to sit in there and wait. I like to call ahead. You know, that's the whole point of having a phone and being able to call ahead. So I call while I'm at the mall because I'm thinking, yeah, I'll order it now. By the time I get there, food ready, bam, bam, we good to go. I call. The person answers the phone after I push, push this number for carryout, whatever. And I'm like, hey, yeah, I just want to, you know, call in the carryout order. Oh, no problem. Let me uh, buzz you over. Click you, whatever it is. You, you want to get me to the person, the right person. Well, lo and behold, I'm sitting there on hold literally for about over seven minutes. And I'm hungry. I know somebody out there like, oh, ain't no way I would have been on hold that long. Look, you ain't as hungry as I was. That's the whole thing. You don't know hungry. Not hungry. Hungry. Okay. But I got so irritated that in the meantime, I'm like, I'm just going to drive there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm literally just going to drive there. I got all the way to the parking lot. They hadn't answered the phone yet. And I walk in. And here's the part that really got under my skin. There are no customers in here. Like, this ain't packed. It ain't busy. I walk in. I walk right up to the bar to place my carryout order. And my man turns around smiling. Hey, how you doing? You ever had somebody that smile at you when you ain't in a smiling mood and they irritate you? I know that's a bad thing to say. Like, my man smiled and I wanted to throw a plastic fork at him. So he turned around all just smiling. I was like, bro, like, I've been on hold the whole time. Do you know what this man turned around and looked at me and said? He like, uh, um, I ain't know. Nobody didn't tell me. And I'm like, how? What in the world is going on? You got these people at the front that's answering the phone. There's no customers in here. You mean to tell me that you answered the phone and forgot to transfer me over to my man? Or that they actually did transfer me over and you was just over here texting or something or doing something you had no business doing and not paying attention? For you know what? I need to let this go. I know. But I needed y'all, like you ever, I needed y'all to hear me out today. And I don't understand this particular restaurant. I'll tell you the worst part. For the first time in all of the times that I've eaten at this restaurant, on this particular day, when I was on hold and drove over there and still ordered food, it was horrible. My chicken, it tastes like leather shoestrings. Like, I don't know what they was back there cooking on this particular day. But I was upset about it. You know, this is like an inspirational word or a moment. Look, you want to listen, answer the phone. That, that's the inspiration for you right there, bruh. 
you not ready to be your own boss. You listen, being your own boss is about details. Some of us claim I want to be a full time entrepreneur. And for what? So you cannot answer the phone. As an entrepreneur, you can't afford to miss that sale. You can't afford to miss that phone call. And what am I saying? I'm saying we have to pay attention to the details now. Stop telling yourself that you're going to get better when you become the star of the show. It's not going to happen. First, you got to be a good role player. First, you got to get into the details now. Success and purpose is about details. One simple phone call, maybe to him is just like, I didn't know. Yeah. But whose day are you messing up? What if now I never go back to get, get that meal again? Or what if just simply I'm discouraged? The next time I think about it, it's like, uh, well, I got to deal with this issue over here. So I'll go get a lesser meal just because I know they'll answer the phone. And I know some of us, maybe you doing so good that you don't need the extra customer or the extra, you know, phone call to be answered. But I'm telling y'all right now, look. I need you, listeners. I I appreciate the person who listens one time. When you click listen to the Inspire Guys People podcast, I'm there for you. The moment you hit play, it's inspiration now in session. Inspire Guys People, the podcast. My wife thinks I'm crazy. All right, y'all, let me get a show. For me, I'm be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface, it's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world. Look in the sky, there ain't no stars in it. The artist all natural and authentic. Rivers of love, we swimming for us. We can't drown if we fall in it. If you looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface, it's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world.